Welcome home, modern mystic, to the place where your soul-seeking journey will never feel lonely again. Welcome to the place where wonder and awe are an everyday occurrence, where transformation and alchemy are the name of the game, and where you always leave more empowered and expanded than you were when you came. I'm Haley Winter, and I invite you to meet me here at the bridge where science, psychology, and spirituality merge, and together we'll explore the magic and mystery of this human experience. This is your guide to the universe. What is up, my dude? Happy Friday, Junior. I'm stoked to have you here with me for this Transpersonal Thursday episode because we're going to be breaking down 10 practices that you can dive into to start developing and strengthening your intuition. Now, this is kind of a follow-up to Tuesday's episode, the New Moon in Pisces tarot coaching session, because in that episode, we talked about how learning something new, learning some sort of new practice to help you cultivate your intuition this month is something that could be really potent and really supported and really enhanced for you by the general vibe of Pisces energy. And so I figured it would be a beautiful time to introduce some ideas for practices that you could start researching and trying out, dipping your toe into to see what resonates with you and to see what really helps your intuition start to get stronger and speak more clearly to you because it truly is the key to freedom. I will say that until I'm blue in the face Intuition is the absolute saving grace, and it's one of the most, if not the most, important skills that you could possibly cultivate in this human life. Now, this episode is going to be a part one of at least two parts, because there are so, so many different things you can do, different types of practices that can help you cultivate your intuition. And I didn't want to just sit here and rattle off a list of 20, 30, 40 plus things. I want to give them to you in kind of bite-sized amounts so that you can see what resonates with you just through the process of listening to this episode, trying a couple things out, and then Over time, we'll add more potentialities to your intuitive development toolbox. So today, we're going to focus on just the first five of my suggestions for practices that you can use to develop and strengthen your intuition. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in, and we're starting off strong with number one, which is meditation. Now, meditation can bring a lot of images and connotations to the mind of sitting there in a crisscross applesauce position, having to be totally silent and totally zen and clearing your mind. And for some people, that is what meditation looks like. But there are so many forms of meditation. There's moving meditations, there's guided meditations, there's mantra meditations, there's kundalini meditations. The list is literally endless. And any type of meditation is an amazing practice for developing your intuition. 
any practice that connects you more with presence and mindfulness and connecting to a calm and quiet and expansive place within, even if it's not a practice of stillness necessarily, but it still brings you to a point of center, is a great way to kind of tone down the noise that tends to drown out our intuition on a daily basis. And my personal recommendation based on my own practice is to incorporate different types of meditation. And just like with these different intuitive practices, try out different styles of meditation practices to see what resonates with you and maybe certain types resonate with you at different times. I know I really love moving meditations when I'm feeling really restless. I really love guided visualizations at the end of the day and towards bedtime or really anytime. I really love those. And sometimes silent still meditations are just what the doctor ordered for me. Sometimes I love nature-based meditations where you just walk around in nature and try to kind of blend mentally speaking into your surroundings. There are so many different types of meditation and they all offer a different enhancement to your intuitive development. So pick something and just give it a try. And the more consistent you are with these practices, as with all practices, the more you'll benefit and the more you'll be able to strengthen your intuition as a result of these practices. So meditation is number one. The second practice that you can use to develop and strengthen your intuition is dream work. Now, this is one of my personal all-time faves. I do dream work most days of the week. It looks different each and every day depending on what my dreams were and how much time I have, but working with my dreams has been a life-changing practice. And of course, just like all of these practices, there are so many ways to go about this. But in general, what I would suggest just to dip our toe in the water, and of course, I will be making more episodes on this topic and all of these topics. But to give you a quick idea of how you can start practicing dream work today, one of my favorite things to do is simply just recording my dreams. Now, this is a really powerful practice for anyone, but especially if you struggle with recalling your dreams or remembering your dreams. If you rarely remember your dreams, I highly recommend beginning a dream recording practice. And what's so cool about this is that simply setting the intention to remember and write down your dreams will have the effect of helping you to remember your dreams more. The intention matters. And that's one of the most powerful takeaways from dream work in general is that your intention matters. So whether you struggle to remember your dreams or not, I encourage you to start writing them down. And some people have a dedicated dream journal for this next to their bed. I tend to use the notes app on my phone because that's the most accessible to me. And sometimes I'll wake up from a dream in the middle of the night and I don't want to turn on a light to start writing the dream down, but instead I'll grab my phone off the bedside table and quickly jot it down in my notes app. And then I'm much more likely to be able to go back to sleep after that and same kind of deal in the morning. I don't know about you, but I don't always feel up for 
recording dreams in detail first thing in the morning, at least by hand. And the more detail that you put into your recordings of your dreams, the more impactful this practice will be. And so for me, typing is just easier, but of course, you do you. That is the whole point of all of these processes. And of course, you can take this practice further if you want to by starting to work on interpreting your dreams. And of course, there are tons of books out there about, you know, symbolism in dreams and the dream dictionary and all kinds of things that tell you what certain symbols in dreams mean. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you as someone who has not only practiced dream work and dream interpretation for years, but as someone who has studied it intensely at an academic level there is not just one meaning for the symbols in your dreams. Just like the tarot, dreams are symbolic and archetypal in nature, and there are truly infinite layers of meaning to the symbols and the archetypal events that transpire in your dreams. The most important thing to remember here, and this is what makes dream work a really profound intuitive development practice, is you want to interpret and analyze the symbols and the archetypes in your dreams from the vantage point of what resonates with you, what has meaning for you. So if you're going to work on interpretation, and again, this subject goes way beyond the context of one podcast episode, but if you want to get started with working on interpreting your dreams, just work on asking yourself, okay, I remember the symbol of driving a car in my dream. What does that mean to me? Or what could that mean to me? Break it down into different symbols, different events, a storyline, and ask yourself, what do the different aspects of the dream mean to you? What types of symbolic messages do those aspects of your dream send to you? You don't have to worry about getting it right or wrong, because again, this is an intuitive practice. There are so many different layers of meaning. Right or wrong isn't even a part of the equation. It's about what resonates with you and what has meaning for you. So in addition to writing down your dreams and practicing interpreting your dreams, you can also practice incubating your dreams which is essentially a practice of setting intentions for your dreams. And this can take many forms, of course, but it can be as simple as just as you're falling asleep, instead of falling asleep, scrolling the gram, fall asleep in a meditative state. Don't look at any screens, just close your eyes and start to set an intention in your mind about what you would like to dream about. If there's a particular issue that you're struggling with and you would like to dream about a solution, or if you want to dream about a certain person, place, or thing, you can really incubate any intention for a dream. And I encourage you to practice with different types of intentions, but it's so cool to see how as you get in the habit of this practice, you can literally start to dream on purpose. It's absolutely wild. This happens to me all the time. I incubate a lot and more often than not, I am successful with my incubation. And even though I've been doing this for years, it still blows my mind and it always deepens my connection to my intuition. So I highly recommend incubation as a process. And of course, there are so many more ways to work with dreams, lucid dreaming, and creative integration of dreaming, and I will make so many episodes about this over the life of this podcast, but this little brief Cliff Notes version of dream work should give you more than enough to get started and start using your dreams to strengthen your intuition. 
All right, the third practice that you can engage in to develop and strengthen your intuition is creative expression. And I'm talking literally just creating for the sake of creating. And of course, you know what I'm going to say, this can look so many different ways. You can practice drawing or painting or making music, collaging. I mean, truly any form of creative expression is fair game for this. And a huge aspect of the intuitive development piece of this is asking yourself and tuning into yourself, how would I like to create? What would I like to do? What would I like to make? What would feel fun for me? And to let yourself experiment. And one thing that I want to say about this too was kind of a disclaimer, is that when you're creating and engaging in creative expression for the sake of developing your intuition, you want to take judgment out of it. And that goes for all of these practices. But I know when we're creating and when we're expressing ourselves in that way and we're kind of creating something physical, the tendency to get perfectionistic and judgmental about the quality of our creation is there. And I want to give you permission and encouragement right now to let that go because how good of an artist you are, and I'm using air quotes here in case you can't hear that in my voice, (laughs) how talented of an artist you are is not the point. This is not about creating a masterpiece in someone else's eyes or even in your own. This is an exercise of letting what is within you come out. And it might not look like anything to you or anyone else. The practice is purely to get in the habit of allowing yourself to express somehow. And creativity and creative expression really helps to incorporate more of that right brain activity, which is hugely important in the kind of cognitive neuroscientific view of intuition. And we're really stuck in left brain a lot of the time in our society. And so the more that you can get into that right brain and the more that you can build those neuronal connections and just get in the habit energetically too of, again, expressing outwardly what lives within you, the stronger your intuition is going to get and the more you're going to be able to express in so many ways from a place of intuition and use your intuition to create both kind of artistically speaking and more metaphorically speaking, like in terms of manifestation in your life. So this is a really important practice. I know that sometimes like doing art and being creative and things like that can get brushed off as like a luxury or something that at the very least is not necessary. But if you want to develop a strong intuition Creative expression is necessary. It is a part of the process and a very powerful part of the process at that. So I really encourage you to set aside some time each week if you can to just create for fun. Do some sketching, do some drawing, break out your oil pastels, go get a cheap Crayola set of watercolors from the grocery store if that's what you want to do. Use a coloring book. I mean, so many different options. Ask yourself what sounds fun for you and let yourself do it. And by the way, this can take other forms that aren't like traditional art forms like I was just talking about. I mean, you can make nature mandalas, you can make mosaics or pottery, you can do hair artistry or makeup artistry, you can do nail art. Like, 
There are so many endless possibilities for this. The point is just to get creative and get expressive, start building up that right brain gut connection that your intuition works through in terms of your physiology and get in tune with intuitive expression, energetically speaking. So important, so profound, so powerful. Definitely give this practice a try. And finally, the last practice that I want to share with you today for intuitive development is working with a pendulum. Now, this is something that has been truly life-changing for me, and if you've struggled with indecision, this could be a really powerful practice for you. And I want to share my 10 cents on what pendulum work kind of stands for, I guess, what it represents in the intuitive development process, because my relationship with pendulum work and my understanding of pendulum work is probably going to be pretty different than other takes that you hear out there or see out there on the internet. I know when I first heard of working with a pendulum, it was a very, very, very spiritual kind of connotation in terms of what that meant. And I mean even the word spiritual very literally, because a lot of people see pendulum work as directly communicating with spirits or spirit guides or angels or whatever the case may be. And I'm not here to tell you that yes, that's happening or no, that's not happening. Everyone has their own spiritual experience and experience of consciousness. And if that's something that resonates with you already, like knowing that, that's your intuition speaking to you. And If you want to cultivate a connection like that, working with a pendulum, power to you. Absolutely go for it. I myself am a bit newer to the realm of spirit guides. It's something that I've only in the last few months been really investigating and experimenting with in terms of how I feel about it. And I'll share an episode about kind of my experiences at some point on the podcast But when I first started working with a pendulum, and honestly still to this day, how I really see it is it's a mechanism for learning your own inner yeses and inner nos. And I could sit here and break down the science for you, and if you want me to do that, I'll dedicate an entire episode to kind of like the science of pendulum work, and actually it correlates with tarot too, but there's basically kind of in a nutshell, your body sends electrical signals, like your brain and your body, your mind, and your intuition kind of as a part of this whole system, sends signals throughout your body that creates micro-movements that can influence the motion of this pendulum in ways that we can't perceive. And so it appears that the pendulum kind of moves of its own accord. And again, I'm not here to tell you definitively that there is nothing spiritual at play here. That's definitely not what I'm trying to say to you. What I am saying to you is that there is kind of physiological and neurocognitive science backing up this practice. And so if anything, this can enhance your spiritual experience of working with a pendulum if you have one, or it can give you permission to work with this tool if you don't. So that being said, I want to share a little bit about what working with a pendulum has done for me, because as someone who really didn't identify with any overtly very spiritual concepts when I started working with a pendulum, I still found it to be extremely helpful. And here's why. When I started working with a pendulum, 
I was in a place where I was very disconnected to my body as a result of trauma that I've been through in my life and also as a result of my genetic disease and the amount of pain that I'm in on a daily basis. And I was in a place where I was really, really living in my mind. But the problem with that is that the mind space, when especially when it's anxious, and at the time it really was, can really drown out your intuitive messages in general, but especially when it comes to decision-making and your inner yeses and your inner noes. And that's how I use the pendulum. I used the pendulum to reflect to me through its motion when I felt a yes and when I felt a no about a situation, because I don't use tarot for this purpose. I don't do yes or no with the tarot. It just is not a part of my practice. It's not a part of my tarot coaching methodology. I know some people use it that way, but I do not. And so the pendulum sort of became that resource for me. And as I started using it more consistently, I began to notice a correlation between the motion of yes and the motion of no and certain feelings in my body. And I started to be able to discern like what a yes actually felt like for me. And I would notice a consistent reaction internally within me when the pendulum made one motion or another. And so over time, I stopped really needing to use the pendulum to help me make choices because I was able to discern from that practice what my inner yes felt like and what my inner no felt like. And I will say too, I still use my pendulum. I use it all the time. I usually carry it with me every day just because it comforts me to have it nearby, but I don't depend on it as a crutch. It didn't become a crutch for me. It became a tool that helped me to reconnect with my body and reconnect with my inner yes and no signals, which has been absolutely invaluable. And so I highly, highly recommend this practice regardless of how spiritual you are in terms of your orientation. And if you don't want to go out and choose a pendulum, which by the way, can be a very intuitive process in and of itself, but you can always use a necklace, especially if you have a necklace that you've worn a lot that is really connected with you. I've done this in situations where I really needed my pendulum and I was like, ah, shit, I don't know what to do. And so I used my necklace and it worked fantastically. So don't feel like you have to go out and purchase anything new. But again, if you can, if you have that available to you, even the process of just choosing a pendulum is a really fun intuitive exercise. And honestly, choosing a necklace from among your jewelry collection could be the same type of intuitive exercise. So have fun with it. Give it a try. And just like with all these practices, I'll be doing more episodes on the pendulum and kind of how to get started and what it's all about so that you can dive deeper into this topic if it interests you. But, you know, for now, you can just give it a try and you can ask it to show you what your yes looks like and show you what your no looks like, and then just practice using it to make little decisions. Now, I will do another quick disclaimer here to say, especially when you're first starting out, I wouldn't use the pendulum to make like huge life-changing choices. I would start out by simply asking it things like, should I have a smoothie for breakfast? Or should I go on a walk at this park today? You know, small choices that aren't going to make or break anything major in your life. Just to begin 
as you're developing your connection with this tool, as you're learning to trust it, as you're learning to trust yourself, and as your intuition is building. And then as your practice with your pendulum grows, you can choose what sorts of decisions you want to make with the assistance of your pendulum and which sorts of decisions you want to make apart from your pendulum. And this is, again, a huge part of the intuitive development aspect of this practice. It's about leaning into what resonates with you and using it as a tool to support your growth. There are no rules here. So just pay attention to what feels right for you. That is the marker of intuitive connection and intuitive development. All right. And there we have it. That is the first five ways, the first five practices that you can use to develop and strengthen your intuition starting today. I would love to hear from you and know which practice are you most excited to try first. So drop me a line on Instagram at Alchemy and Archetype and stay tuned because there will be probably, I know I said earlier, probably at least two parts. I think it's going to be more like at least three more parts of this series because I have so many different practices to share with you and I think they're just better in this bite-sized form. So with that said... I wish you an amazing rest of your Thursday. I love you so much. And I can't wait to talk to you again on Saturday. Thank you so much for joining me today for this adventure into the realm of cosmic consciousness. I'm infinitely stoked and eternally grateful to have you by my side on this journey. If you valued this episode, make sure you subscribe and stick around for more magic. And if you want to cultivate some extra good karma, go ahead and write a five-star review or share this episode so that other modern mystics can find their way home to us. I can't wait to connect with you again tomorrow. Now go get them, you infinitely powerful being you.